Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go to college basketball at UBS Arena. Seton Hall beats St. John 68-62. Rick Pitino, not really a happy camper after this game, not happy at all with his players. No, I think they're unathletic. I don't think they move well laterally. I don't think they're going to pick it up in the next week. Um, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally. Now, wow, I mean... Th- does that mean he cuts them all next year and gets goes into Probably. the transfer but, portal? But, or but what? he he also I uh, I didn't find the audio of that exact cut, but he's he, he talked about like he kept ripping his players, but he picked all these players. Didn't he get rid of all the players last year and brought his own? He didn't. Yes. Recruit, he, I didn't have time to scout this team, but he brought these guys in. I, I like Rick Pitino. I love St. John's. This press conference came off terribly, and there's no two ways about it. He was blameless in himself. He killed all the players. And I understand, you know, some of the stuff he said was right. It's just that you can't put all the blame everywhere else other than yourself and then start making excuses about I couldn't scout them properly because of the timetable and all this. Even if that's the truth, don't say it now after you lose another game. And I still want him to be the coach. I still believe that he's going to get them to the tournament and you know, deep into the tournament during his tenure here. But this was just, this was a bad day for them. It was a bad game and it was a terrible press conference. And the fact that he sat there for, you know, mm-hmm. St. John's fans that wanted him desperately for the longest time were so excited for his hire. And he sat there yesterday and looked everybody in the face and said, this is the most unenjoyable season of my coaching career. Yeah. What? He called, the, on, faci- called the facilities, and I'm saying crappy. He used a different word for it. But Ugh. you you said, I mean, he You were said supposed to come here and fix all this, man. You were right. the guy. You told me you were going right. to do it. He said, you move all the games into the garden, so you, you'll, you'll have that fixed at some point. You're playing some games at UBS Arena. I like the way that UBS Arena looked. It looked nice, yeah. just play there. I know it's the garden and everything else, whatever, but I they should just play at UBS Arena. It looks nice. I have not been to a basketball game there yet, that, but it looks like it's nice. That is a world-class arena that is built within the last five years. I mean, it's got every nook and cranny covered. Do you have that cut of the most unenjoyable season? Is that in there? Someone uh, played it. It is. I have it set for next hour. Who cares? The different audience. Let's play it okay, here. It's the most, that that I, to me is I the got, biggest takeaway I gotta find from that press conference. Even more so than, than trashing the players saying they can't move laterally and they're unathletic and all that stuff. Uh, that one was just, uh, I couldn't believe it. Uh, give me one second here. I have it. I have it. Uh, not having fun. Here we go. Ready? I think I've enjoyed, even even the Celtics when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. 
Oh, that's great. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure the, admini- the administration <laughs> oh at St. John's really right, enjoyed hearing right, that. How, how much did we just give you? Yeah, exactly. And what, I know. I mean, are you kidding me? And and I'll, and and Rick Pitino, we when you had him in, he talked about all the stuff. He was he wrote your check to the foundation. Yes. I know he's had his his things in his background. Nine eleven affected him deeply. There's a lot of things about Rick Pitino I I really like, and I wanted him to be the coach. And, but this was this was awful. I mean that press conference was embarrassing. You for have him. to wonder, like, 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 what's the? Is he trying to motivate the team? But I, I, I don't. I don't. At this I don't point, get, it's too late, it's man. Too, it's too late. So what's the point on on? I going think he on was that? frustrated, and I under, he should have his emotions under control after all these years of coaching. But I just think he was frustrated and just spewed everything into his brain into the microphone because he'd had it. You know, I, I just, that's what I think. It, it, bad it stuff. sounded so bad. He looked so small by doing that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter did play that Rick Patino audio earlier of him talking about how his team is not athletic and how his team is not going to figure it out in the last couple of weeks of the season. And this is the least enjoyable uh, season he's ever had coaching. And I, I wonder, as, as Peter asked, this is a question I was going to ask you, as well, what do you really get out of this? You know, is is was this a motivational tactic? Because we've seen a lot of coaches, college coaches, that'll go after the team. And you don't see it as much in the pros these days. They'll go after the team, hoping to motivate them because he doesn't believe that they're getting their full potential out of them. And maybe like this public flogging will well, then inspire them. Let me ask you this question: How much is he paying the team? <laughs> well, I mean, there's, <laughs> How yeah, much there's a lot of money making. There's a lot yeah, of money so, he's so making, now, too. I know I know that, but I'm just saying, if you're paying the players now, it's a whole different uh, playing field. You know, how many of these players say, I'll come to play at St. John's for 150 grand plus a scholarship? You know, I don't I don't know the answer to that, so I don't know if that's driving some of this. The other interesting thing about this is that Rick Pitino took issue with Mike Tannenbaum when Mike Tannenbaum put out potential trades, uh, and one being for the Giants to acquire Deshaun Watson and trade Daniel Jones out to Cleveland. And he basically said, you know, uh, let me see, uh, why not talk about things that could possibly happen, giving Danny Dimes some protection and he'll be terrific. Patience is a virtue. That is what Rick Pitino said on X back towards Mike Tannenbaum. Mm. Now, Mike Tannenbaum works for ESPN and he's finally figuring it out, by the way. Yeah. He's on the dark side. So he's got to create different, you know, discussion points and things to fight over and things to get people mad about. Yeah. Because that's basically what we do for a living. And Mike Tannenbaum is actually figuring it out. He put out these trade scenarios. What do you think? What do you think? And he asked people for their honest opinions. And Rick Pitino supposedly answered that opinion by what he said. Patience is a virtue. Well, Rick Pitino has no patience. <laughs> Clearly not. And so it's a little bit of a double standard here. Well, neither does the St. John's fan base at this point because, you know, we wanted instant results. We thought we were going to get that from Rick Pitino. It was... Remember the beginning of the year with his uh, all the recruits? Yeah, I mean, it was trending that way. I mean, it really was. And now they're on this losing streak and things are looking bleak for this season. Doesn't mean I don't believe that... In the next couple of years, he's going to have this team where everybody expected them to be, which was a sweet 16 or beyond. I mean, that would be amazing. It's just that, uh, I mean, in those situations, if you're going to talk about how miserable you are and how unathletic the team is and all of this stuff, you got to throw a little bit of accountability in there as opposed to the excuse making. I haven't done a good enough job to get these guys prepared. I got to work harder. I got to be better. 
And I, you know, and I promise that it will be better in the long term. I'm, you know, I'm figuring this out. I put a lot of the blame on me because, you know, some of these players, you know, maybe weren't as good as advertised. I mean, and I brought them here, you know, that kind of stuff. Piro, college points going on, Piro. What's up, guys? Piro. Great game yesterday, man. Yeah. What a game yesterday. Mm. Um, so listen, Matt's fight yesterday. Right after that fight, the Islanders scored three straight goals. I mean, you know, they were really pumped up. Do you think he should get his ass kicked every game? What do you think? Man, I tell you, Piro, you are uh, you're an agitator. He's an agitator, that Piro. He is. Good listener. He's a good caller. But he's a tweaker. Yeah, I'd love to run into Piro. We could could drop the gloves. Listen, Matt lost the fight, but Matt, it's okay. They they fired up the team and they stood. They both ended up standing up and throwing haymakers at each other. This guy's like half his age and six times as tall as him, too. And he's fighting him. (laughs) Right, he's fighting him because he know he knows the uh, the unwritten rules in the NHL. You know, you give a kid a chance. Let's go. This is your first game. Yeah. Yep. Listen, man. You didn't see him go down, did you? No. Hell no. Nope. He stood up there. You stand up in there and fight like both of them. Yeah, no way. I mean, you're talking a Piro. I mean, I got respect for both these guys. Look at but, that. But if you, had to, if you had to pick a winner, obviously, you know, Matt did not win the fight. But that's okay. He's won his fair share of fights. Guy's fighting his 6'7", 240. He's like 18 years old. Come on. Hey. It's, a, it's, a, it's a tough, that's a tall order right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. His first game, you know, he's full of, full of all that youthful energy. And by the way, the fans loved it. Oh, yeah. You put on a show, you put on a show. You got to give them everything. Got to give them fights. You got to give them power play goals. You got to give them <clears throat> penalties. You got to give them everything. Yeah. And Al was asking Peter about this in the warm-up show, like that moment when the two guys are like, all right, that's enough. And they agree upon that's enough. And it's yeah. like a look and a nod. It's a look and a nod. It's, 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 it's called enough. the respect of the game. The it's enough rules. of this.